Welcome to Helpful Point Zero Leadership Podcast. My name is Namrata Bagaria and I'm your host. My guest today is Deepak Seni. Welcome, Deepak. Thank you. Thank you for having me. Appreciate so Deepak, the opportunity. <laughs> Deepak has a very amazing mission in life. He wants to be a centenary and he wants his clients to be the same. So Deepak, as you know, this is a leadership podcast where we're talking about how we can build a health 4.0 ecosystem. Can you tell our listeners, uh, where are you in the ecosystem and what are your top three mandates? So I think where I'm in the, in the ecosystem is uh, really from an education point of view. So letting people know, you know, what is out there for them, what is available to them. You know, there's, uh, you know, like, like you mentioned earlier, I, I plan to be a centenarian. That was not always my plan. Uh, you know, I had to go through my own awakening, my own health journey, my own health challenges to come out the other side and have that awakening for myself. Many people don't even realize what's available to them or what the opportunity is. So I kind of help my clients and it's not for everyone for sure. Uh, and not all my clients have those goals either, but uh, for those that do uh, help them uh, guide them along. So really educating people and let them know what's available. And uh, to be quite honest, uh, and maybe we'll delve into this a little bit later, but you know, there's, uh, there's interests, uh, you know, uh, big, big money behind keeping people sick and unhealthy and thinking a certain way. So I just try to, again, help educate people, open their eyes and let them know that you can do other things and don't just take what you heard on the news uh, for gospel or, or where, where have you. So that's, that's kind of my, uh, my mission, my mission or where I, where I, where I contribute. So, so again, my, 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 my three mandates, I guess, uh, number one, just, I guess then that just that education piece, um, you know, letting, letting people know what is available uh, to them. Uh, and then, uh, you know, I guess number two, supporting my clients the best I can to my ability to help them reach their goals, whatever they may be. They, again, they might not all want to be centenarians, but they might have certain goals uh, along the way. And I just help them. And, and, and where I know where I can help, then I bring in resources through my vast network to, uh, you know, for the specific pieces to help, help them with, with their focusing on there. And then I guess the third thing is, and I guess it all kind of comes down to education, but uh, again, I, I plan to be a centenarian. So that's a centenarian plus. So that's at least another 60 years for me. So, you know, I have a vested interest and I try and let people know as well. Uh, people tend to think very short-sighted either with their health or otherwise. Uh, so I have a vested interest. The earth better be in good condition 60 years from now not only for myself selfishly, but for my children and my grandchildren, and hopefully my great grandchildren, I get to see them as well. So just educating people, uh, you know, I was actually, you know, f funny enough, this was earlier today, somebody was, I'm, I'm doing an experiment with some new supplement supplements. And uh, mm -hmm. the person introduced me, we had a call and I was like, what do you think? And I said, well, honestly, I think they use too much packaging. <laughs> they could cut this packaging in half. And so nothing about the, the product itself, but just like, you know, that's kind of how I think. And, you know, I made lots of changes in, in or we, our family, uh, and are we perfect? No, nobody is, but uh, to make a, less of a footprint uh, in environmentally, uh, et cetera, too. So I guess th those three things I'd say are sort of my mandates. And they're all, I guess, kind of tied into just educating people and letting them know what's available. Yeah. So what, what uh, got you to this journey? Like what were your challenges or learnings uh, and what were your top three takeaways so far in this journey and how are you proceeding further with this? Yeah. So it's, it's kind of like two questions there. So I guess let me, I want to spend a lot of time on this, but I'll just go back. So uh, I was, my parents were immigrants to Canada. Uh, they came from uh, two, two different areas, but again, very traditional 
not, not, not westernized, let's call it that way. So when they came here, they were introduced to many concepts, many foods that were foreign uh, to them, uh, which then they just, you know, instilled in, 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 in me and my sister. So I ended up growing up being uh, that chubby kid, uh, that kid that, you know, was, I, I can't remember a time when I, I wasn't, uh, you know, you get teased and that, and that sort of thing. And then there was a four year period in, um, uh, sort of uh, late middle school to high school where I put on a hundred pounds in four years. So at 18 years old, uh, I, I'm, I'm just a shade under uh, six feet, uh, 5'11 and change. At 18 years old, uh, by, by measures now, I didn't know, realize it at the time, uh, but I was morbidly obese. I was morbidly obese at 18 years old. I, you know, should have been in my prime, uh, but then I was always getting sick, chronic bronchitis, like three, four times a year, antibiotics, this, going to the doctor all the time. Uh, you know, and that kind of continued on and got a little bit better. Maybe as I got older and I did, started doing chronic cardio to try and lose the weight and that helped a bit, but still getting sick all the time to make it. So to make a long story short, about six years ago now, I ended up, I was, I was really into, got into running. I was uh, training for uh, half marathons and marathons. I basically just broke myself down and just completely uh, broke my body. So I ended up injuring my back very, very badly. Uh, I have degenerative disc disease in my, in my L4, L5, L5, S1 now. So coming out of that and trying to figure out how to heal myself uh, through that, I started doing a lot of research. I was already kind of geeky and sciencey and, and from a performance point of view, how to get running better at faster at running, how to strength train for running. That sort of, I was already kind of down this research path. Uh, but then when I had to heal myself and figure out, I got no answers from sort of the conventional medical system. Uh, I live in Alberta, uh, you know, no answers here. You know, you got pro prodded, misdiagnosed, do take this test, take this shot, nothing worked. Uh, and again, again, the limitations on the medical system uh, where, you know, you got to wait forever to get any sort of testing and that sort of thing yeah. uh, done. So finally I just said, I I'm paying for, I'm paying for an MRI myself. Let's figure out what's going on. Once I got properly diagnosed, mm -hmm. uh, then I was like, okay, now I know what I'm dealing with. So really dug into the science, start doing some alternative things. But the biggest thing, the single biggest thing for me was to bring inflammation down in my body, uh, primarily for me, and it's not for everyone, but for me, it was through nutrition. So I cold turkey, you know, started eating clean per se. And, uh, and, and uh, the weight, the last 50 pounds I was holding on to, I just released, I released from my body in a short period of time, like, like six months, six, seven months, the last 50 pounds was gone. And I've never looked back. All my inflammation went away, my back, uh, it wasn't all through nutrition. I mean, I did some procedures and, and some other things as well, but greatly helped my, uh, my recovery from those procedures and, and yeah, I never looked back. And then people started asking me questions and then that's kind of how I got into the line of work uh that I'm doing now and sorry what was the second part of your question I, I lost I lost track no no that's fine no I can resonate before I tell you the question again I personally have a similar journey um so I also have uh, uh weight issues and for me it's all about eating healthy uh and getting into the habit because I'm a first generation immigrant um so there's a lot of stuff and i had a travel job so i used to live like a consultant and live all over the world and do public health so like yes you lo learn to eat of different kinds of food but then everything is not food and i'm i'm still in the journey like from next month i have i have a naturopath appointment next month mm -hmm. because again the health system that i we are in because of covid i had i was on this uh, obesity management program but they canceled the program uh, because of COVID and so I was supposed to start it last month so I'm on my own journey like I've tried and I lose a few pounds I gain a few pounds so I can feel your struggle 
and and i realized over time actually it's not it's a lot of stuff was emotional eating and i got over those barriers so i fixed that part i became a life coach myself uh in apart from what i do is research so i i relate to that so my my second part of my question was like what were your top three learnings in your so far journey like if you had to summarize your learnings what did you learn three things uh i think number one uh you know nutrition is key for for you know, body composition, weight loss, not necessarily overall health, although it is a huge part of overall health as well. But you know, I have this misconception, and you know, again, media and what have you. You know, uh, a child of the '70s and, and early '80s, and mm-hmm. and uh, you know that era, and uh, you know these uh, images of what people should look like and how things work, as far as you know, all these fad diets and all all that uh, kind of stuff. And you know, I look back now, as I did, I've been basically you know, I was doing everything wrong, uh, through my whole life, you know, again, struggled the whole time, tried all this different thing. So nutrition, biggest thing, uh, you know, I, I was actually with a client yesterday and, uh, his, his wife said, well, how do I get rid of, you know, I'm just going to point to her, to her stomach. Well, I was, I was showing some, some strength training exercises and she's like, well, will this help with this? I was like, no, food will help with that. <laughs> nutrition will get rid of that. Uh, it's good to get, be strong and work your muscles, but uh, nutrition. So that, I guess that's number one. Number two, again, you know, just know what's out there. Just again, I'm just going to harp back on that education piece. People have to know what's available to them. You know, if you just only see your GP once a year or every six months or, or what have you, uh, you know, you're not getting the the whole picture. You have to you have to take health into your own hands, and 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 that means, uh, you know, unfortunately, the way that the system is here, you have to you have to take it into your own hands and see alternative, you know, see a naturopath, see all functional medicine doctor, uh, or or what have you. So you know, I think those are the key learnings. Is like you you have to take charge of your own health. Yeah. I certainly had to, and I try and be an advocate for my clients yeah. uh, as well, and, and family members and friends for that matter. And that nutrition is probably the, the one biggest thing is from a body composition point of view. Yeah. Uh, and then I think I'm glad that you mentioned earlier sort of the, the emotional and stuff because, you know, the number one thing I work on, and, and, and it's still work in progress for myself as well. I've, I've made great strides in that myself, but sometimes it's up here. And that's the first thing I work on with my clients too, is you got to get this right before everything else yeah. uh, will fall, falls into place. So. Yeah, and I think it comes with a lot of love and compassion for yourself because a lot of us for connecting the way we've, it's not even to blame anybody, but the way we've socialized or lived our lives has been all around food most of the times. So for me, before, like uh, from last year onwards, most of the times I try to meet a friend for a walk, you know, so I don't meet people in cafes or restaurants anymore. I meet for walks or I meet for a Zumba class. So that's like an activity that we are doing together. And I think even for, uh, like, I remember, uh, I um, and we know Shabnam and we know the uh, Kareem, and I remember telling Shabnam, I went gluten-free for three months. And I could see the difference in my energy levels. I was off the roof energetic. I mean, I'm eating gluten now, so I'm eating that. I'm not, <laughs> I got back on it, but I want to stop that. But yeah, I've seen a difference between like, I have first wanted to experiment because I'm like scientific mind. So I want to first try one, one elements. I removed it and I added it. I removed it and I added it just to see whether it was placebo or whether I was feeling it. And then I added, I have nutraceuticals. I have some uh, stuff that I tried. Like I know if I eat, eat Tulsi or if I have turmeric uh, in some combination and I can see the difference, you know? So yeah, I believe what you're saying. And, and, and I've, I've read a very famous quote, right? Abs are made in the kitchen. So yeah. 
for sure. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, let me let me ask it. Let me throw it back and ask you a question. Do you quantify sleep or anything? Um, no, I used to. I used to quantify everything because my research is in digital twins. So I'm actually that's the most advanced version of quantified self. Um, but I don't anymore uh, because for me, I just sleep naturally and get up naturally. Uh, so I have my own rhythm. I went to like the sleep doctor. I got everything checked. My everything was fine. So I was like, okay, I don't want to quantify things. I don't wear, I don't wear anything, but I'm very interested what, with what Kareem has come up with because he's got a little, very interesting, um, you know, brain mechanic stuff, which I was mm -hmm. looking at. So I would be interested in trying that, but yeah, no, as, as I am, I've, uh, he's, he's, he's mapped my brain. And that's just, uh, just for people who are listening now and maybe want, haven't seen a back episode, uh, uh, Kareem Delgado of Brain Mechanics was an earlier guest. Yeah. Uh, so, but uh, yeah, he's mapped my brain and uh, we've done some interesting experiments uh, together as well. So uh, the reason I ask is I quantify my sleep and also use to put uh, add in qualitative factors as well. So, you know, did I go to bed late? What did I eat last night? Or, you know, that I tracked that kind of thing. So that's like, oh, I had a really crummy sleep. So I could like, why? You know, so I can try and figure it out. So that, that's kind of was hence the reason for my, my question. I, I, I think I have to get more sincere with that. I haven't. So anyway, so yes, sleep is important. Nutrition is important. And um, I think uh, uh, being aware of uh, what's out there is important. So given all this, what is your vision of Health 4.0? I see Health you know, 4.0 as really individualized. Mm -hmm. You know, I've gone to seminars and talks on, you know, precision uh, supplementation or, you know, precision medicine, mm -hmm. you know, it sounds all great when you like, read the little, you know, uh, uh, you know, the, the, the little blurb of, you know, what the seminar is going to be about. And then you go there and they're like, yeah, we're nowhere really, you know, people are talking about, we're not there yet. That's where I see, maybe it's 4.0, maybe it's 10.0, like somewhere down yeah. the road, but you know, we're basically, I envision you maybe have some wearables or, or not, or some, some, you know, uh, scanner or something that, you know, can just tell what's going on with you and, and provide recommendations at some point. Not that everything has to be like tech and, and AI, AI or what have you, you know, there's gotta be some intuitiveness that we have of how we feel in our own bodies and that sort of thing. But I think we're getting to the point where, you know, this one size fits all, this one pill is for this, this one, whatever, procedures for that you know we can i think we can become more precise and at scale bring costs down so you know going to get i don't know just uh you know head to toe stem cell you know therapy you know depending where you go and some of that cost is jurisdictional but you know let, let's let's use a u.s model as an example you know head to toe forty thousand dollars right now well why can't it be one thousand you know they just it's just mass or it's like well you know head to toe but you really don't need because the proper scanning, I, I'm, I'm thinking a little bit out there, you know, I don't even know what the answer is. But it's like, you don't need you need head to toe. You just need these five joints and you're good. Mm -hmm. You know, so we can bring the cost down. You're very customizable, I guess, is what mm -hmm. I'm trying to say. Mm -hmm. Very customizable. And that, you know, again, not, I don't want to sound like I'm bashing the medical system or, or doctors for, uh, you know, MDs for, for that matter, because I'm not, I'm friends with lots of them, grew up with a lot of them. But, uh, mm -hmm. you know, I think sometimes they're constrained with the yeah. system and the model. Not sometimes they, they are quite often, yeah. but if they, you know, if that tools are there where they can, you can see your uh, GP and maybe they have a bigger toolkit than they have now. And a lot can happen there instead of going to specialists, but we hope okay, if you really need a specialist and let's incorporate some more, you know, alternative, you know, well, people will call alternative uh, medicine now, which we would, other people would call traditional, mm -hmm. you know, or ancestral, 
Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, things that, you know, uh, we're both of East Indian descent, you know, Ayurvedic medicine and, and, and that sort of thing. And let's incorporate all these, you know, ch- traditional Chinese medicine. Let's incorporate the best of all the worlds into, you know, what the, your first line healthcare provider, it could be a nurse too, uh, mm-hmm. can provide to you. And then if there's something a little bit more challenging, which many people have, let's send you to the right, right people. Uh, that's where I see the future. That's where I see health uh, 4.0 going. You know, and, and the role that I think I might play in that as well is, you know, again, I, I work on, you know, mindset and nutrition and exercise and, but I know what my, you know, scope of limitations are too. It's like, okay, well, if this is what I see. Here's the person for you. And I, they see that person. They're like, oh yeah, well, I can help you this, but there's this other thing you need to go to this person and be uh, a concierge, if you will, of, uh, of all the things that people might want or might be struggling with. Cause I, I can't do it all. Right. I don't have the skill set of yeah. everything. Uh, but that's why I built trying to surround myself with really smart people and build my network. So where uh, my clients need something that I can't offer, I can mm-hmm. send them to, to yeah. somewhere else. So. so it's very ecosystem approach towards personalization. And that's, that's something even I believe in. It's not just going to be an ecosystem of products or research, but also of services of coaches because it's in the end integrated care of a person. Uh, and it's, uh, and it's basically, like I say, all for health, it's for everybody and everybody has to contribute, uh, not just give it to the GPs or doctors or whatever clinics That's those days are gone. Like social distancing has proven you have to be accountable for your own health. And at the same time, when you, you, you whatever you are doing is impacting other people's health too, because if you have a chronic disease, your family is getting affected too, right? For sure. And I think some of it's going to be, there has to be changes at many places, uh, not only the model and how people go forward, but almost generational as well. Because, uh, you know, I, you might see it with people, you know, as well, but there's a certain, I'll call it my parents' age and older who are very, this is how the medical, so the doctor was the authority, mm-hmm. you know, et cetera. And, 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 you know, whatever they say. And, and, you know, again, I don't want to sound like I'm bashing doctors, but, uh, you know, the you know keeping up with current things right like from when something is proven you you know this well as well right mm-hmm. something's proven in a lab okay that's one thing then we've done some testing uh, yeah. uh, studies models etc it's like hey we know this works now but the time from that to time of coming at the frontline doctor you know i've heard estimates up to 17 years definitely greater than 10 years so 10 to 17 years before it comes to the front line that's a whole generation of people who didn't yeah. get the best that they could get the late cutting latest cutting edge science yeah because of old mentalities and, and, and yeah. the system. And, that's, and that's one of the reasons I'm doing the Help 4.0 Summit. Because as I make, like we've written one paper, which was released this January. And in June, we have the summit. It's, it's not even six months, right? So I'm trying to cut that as short as I can, make a community of practice. Because yes, the latest, like whatever the ideal version of Health 4.0 is, it'll come over time, it's iterative. But within what we have and getting all these people together in one room and talking about it and building that. So I resonate with your ideas of coaching, of uh, collaboration, reducing the time from research to, to, to actual implementation. Yeah, and I think your event is, uh, is, is you know, and events like that are just fantastic. I remember in... Uh, Two Octobers ago, I went to a biohacking conference in uh, Toronto, the first and only at this point one in Canada, and just you know great speakers, and you just learn about new things and things you sort of had heard about, but you know to see a 
you know, the person who wrote the paper there in person in more detail. And then just to, the you know, there's people sitting at the table around with, you know, you see, you like, you know, at the lunch break or coffee break, you're talking to people, Hey, where are you from? And I'm, you know, I met this, but you know, we're now like friends now, this guy from Finland who came specifically for this conference. And now we, you know, obviously live in other sides of the world, but we still keep in contact. Hey, what are you doing with this? And, you know, that sort of thing. And uh, yeah, so all those type of things, sharing collaboration is so important. Yeah. We can't be in silos, right? We got to, we got to build. Like those are old school mentality. We can't, it's open systems, open source systems. Yeah. So it's, there's a lot of synergies between how all three of you, like Shabnam, you, uh, Kareem, uh, because all three of you have been guests on my show, so I can say that <laughs> there's a lot of synergy in all three of us. Uh, uh, yeah, it's, it's not an accident how we kind of fell into each other's lap, I guess. Right. <laughs> so. yeah. 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 So given that this is our vision of collaboration, of precision, what do you think are the obstacles? For collaboration? For Health 4.0's vision of whatever your vision, which you mentioned to me. Oh, uh, I th- well, I th- one, I think time just getting changed. So again, I'm going to just keep harping on this, the education, letting people know, and maybe you can't change. Let's some people who are of a certain age group and older, maybe you'll never change their mind. We got to work on, you know, uh, you know, people in, in my age group, you know, like the, let's call it the forties and fifties and, you know, who are maybe a little bit more open and then, and then build it down as things change and make people aware, you know, like things might, you know, uh, I don't know how much sticks my kids are young, so I don't know how much sticks with them, but I'm always telling them like why, you know, dad eats certain things or, or what, what I'm taking or why do I do, you know, X, Y, Z. So they understand. I never had that. Like, and that's not to mm-hmm. blame my parents or anything. They didn't know this, right? I know this. So I'm trying to share with them. I'm trying to share with my nieces and nephews, and my friends and their kids, my clients, my clients, kids, so we can build that up. So when people get educated so that they're, they're requesting it, it's to have an open mind. So I think it's, that'll take some time. And I think that the technology too, as things come, come out and newer things, and you know, it'll be people like myself, like Kareem or Shabnam even, who are going to be like, hey, we're going to be, you know, the first 1% to try something. It's like, hey, this works or it doesn't. Uh, and then you filter that down to your network. And then, you know, I have, a, I have clients now who are, so this is the aura ring on my, on my hand, uh, you know, and, and I don't make it mandatory that my clients have to get one, but like many of my clients are like, we talk about sleep and, you know, it's like, oh yeah, I had a bad sleep and this and like well, how do you know that like, oh i tracked it like oh that's cool tell me more about it and then i have some clients like i'm gonna go buy one i'm like okay great you know you don't have to but if you want it for yourself and this things like that i think slowly slowly over time yeah. technology plays a role uh you know data you know algorithms you know just you know just yeah. building that whole ecosystem out so we'll, we'll take some time but and, and again the collaboration right we've got it started at least so that's a good thing and so what do you think are the motivators we know the obstacles now so what do you think are the motivators for this i think people realize m- most people no i would say i think all people realize that there need to be changes in either themselves or the medical system or the environment or health general, like whatever that it is, people realize now, not everyone's going to make a change, right? Not everyone's motivated to, but I think there's enough that want to, and even if that's little baby steps and, you know, like I can lay out, um, you know, to anyone I meet, like, you know, then talking with someone in 15 minutes, like, you know, I think there's, these are 10 things you could do that improve your health, your life, your happiness, your sleep, your performance, et cetera. Now, if they're not ready to commit to those 10 things, or even, maybe they can do one. Okay, great. Let's, let's start, you start with that type of thing. So, I, you know, I, th- I think just moving the dial slowly and getting people to, you know, people are already aware. It's just, they just need to understand how they can do it and make it more accessible. 
Uh, I think on mass things, this will get cheaper, whether it be technology or, or what have you. You know, even just going to, uh, you know, like you said in, earlier, a naturopath, you know, a lot of company plans don't even cover that. So it's yeah, out of pocket. I have and, to pay that. And yeah, I so. found out that I can get reimbursed. So I have to double check with, because, you know, um, you, cover, you have like two insurances. So one is your like province insurance. And then I have a top up insurance from my employer. Sure. Right. I think that covers it, but I need to double check. So yeah, yeah, those kind of things. Yeah. I think it's a willingness too, to people be invested in their health. I think that plays part of the same, what I just said. Mm-hmm. Um, like myself, you know, when I was trying to go through my journey and I finally decided like, I'm first, the first thing for me was I got sick of being sick all the time. So that was the first start on my journey yeah. uh, to get healthy from a, you know, autoimmune condition. Uh, per, perspective. Uh, and then the back injury happened after and then healing, healing that. But, yeah. you know, I spent thousands of dollars out of my own money to get myself healthy. And, and it's not even about the money. Like it's about the feeling. I never want to go back to how I was. That's why I maintain where I'm at now and, and keep trying new things because I was at a very low point at my, at my, at my lowest. And if you want, we can talk about that. But um, so I think people just have to be realized, like it may not be there for you but where do what are you gonna invest in right are you gonna you know buy a new car or are you gonna just uber everywhere buy a used car but then invest in yeah. going for a massage yeah. or a chiropractor or natural yeah. whatever it may be right so and, and 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 let me just add that to the listeners i'm a phd student so i don't have a full-time job i live on a stipend and i save my money to be able to afford massages and natural treatment so it's a choice i made it took me a year or so of budget planning honestly, uh, and a lot of things. So yes, it's possible with minimal amount of uh, income. And I am an MD who is a master's in public health from Harvard University. And I still believe alternative systems are good for you. Uh, and not that uh, the modern systems are not good. They're good. They're very full, you know, and if you need support, uh, uh, you have to find what works the best for you. And I wanted something to firstly make changes like personally, as a new immigrant, I came like less than three years ago. I've not even finished three years in Canada. And uh, so there's a lot of stuff you go through. Can I get a job? Can I get hired? You know, where will I live? Who? All those, all those things. So in that the first year of immigrating, I don't even know like what levels of stress have been internalized. Like I feel very fine now, but I don't know. And that's for me, this whole concept of, uh, triggers which remain for a long time cohort effect of those triggers and so for me personally my journey because like you're talking about quantified self I'm making the next version it's digital twins which I'm working on as a researcher and so for me I like to lead by example so being a life coach doesn't mean you look a certain way or have a certain weight it's just that I want to be in the rhythm of being healthy eating clean food thinking happy thoughts or healthy thoughts being mindful and, and for me, it's, it's not the outcome. The outcome will come because if your damage has been for so long, it's going to take a long time to get your outcomes. And then you have to continue being on that. And so, so the only thing I do is being like, you know, <laughs> just do the right things every single day in the now and then the rest will follow. Um, and also, I think I, I resonate with your with your way of uh, saying that people will get there. And what that's why the summit is also a leadership summit because one is leadership at the system level, but one is like what is what is success or what who are the people who are the leaders in this kind of lifestyle, right? As individuals, as families, like you're trying to do with your children. And I yeah. think that's where 
this is so important, right? Yeah. You have to I, I just want to make one clarifying question there. So I don't, I don't want to give the impression that like you have to spend all this money for your health or anything like yeah. that. The, be, the best things for your health are actually free yeah. sleep, get sunshine and walk outside, yeah. right? Clean water, eat good. Yeah, you know, relatively inexpensive stuff. Yeah, just want to clarify that. Yeah, no one yeah. has to spend what I did to heal myself. That was my choice. Yeah, it, it sometimes well, well, all of us have a different learning curve, right? Uh, and it's not just, it's not just about the, I guess, it's not just about spending money. It's also sometimes the path only becomes very clear after you've taken many alternative approaches. And then finally, one day, that clarity, the fogginess, the mental fogginess goes away. And you're like, this is my path. And this is the whole philosophy, right? Because I've seen some people who swear by keto, like keto works for them. Some people who swear by intermittent fasting. Some people who swear by, you know, uh, time-constrained eating, but eating four meals. And I have seen so many combinations over time. But one thing that what I benefited the most, I loved love to love myself now. I love my life. I'm so grateful. So for me, being gratitude, being mindful, being compassionate, being self-forgiving is the first step uh, towards everything else, you know. And that's how I see Health 4.0 will also combine a lot of spirituality, psychology, and those elements. Because right now we are all compartmentalized in different boxes, which are supposedly not connected. We are one human being. Our physical, mental, and spiritual bodies are one body, right? Yeah, that's why I take, I, I, I sort of alluded to earlier, a holistic approach, right? It's yeah. mindset, it's, yeah. it's nutrition, it's yeah. physical, it's, yeah. you know, water, mm -hmm. detoxing your body of metals, yeah. sleep, obviously, and then gratitude and meditation. And although those are part of my practice, and I never just say anyone has to do that if they're uncomfortable yeah. with that, but that's uh, certainly what yeah. I uh, put in my program. And, and uh, you know, I've only been meditating now for, um, what am I at? A uh, little over but three and a quarter years, consecutive days uh, meditating now. So it's relatively new practice. For me, gratitude, I've only been doing for about two years now. So relatively new practice for me, but game changers, you know, so after, and, and everyone's going to have their different path, like you said, and they'll tackle whatever's comes first for them. Uh, you know, for me, it was sort of the, 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 the weight and, 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 and the inflammation and the back injury that came first. And then, and then I, you know, I got to a great, great place, but then, you know, to take that extra, yeah. you know, that extra step in incorporating yeah. gratitude and meditation and, and instilling that with my children and, 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 and that sort of thing. That's sort of like, the next, you know, that extra 10% or 1% or For whatever me, that, you know. Like around, it came from a healthy mind and then I started exercising every day and now it's my, uh, then I improved my sleep and now I'm on nutrition now. So my last milestone for really, which will take me a while to have my own nutrition philosophy because I've made so many apps as a consultant in holistic care and, uh, you know, as what, what I do in my profession, I have the knowledge but sometimes you have the knowledge, you don't implement it. And sometimes even if you implement it, it's not with your rhythm, at least. Because I'm Indian in origin, and there's a certain way I like to cook my food. Not with the oil and all, but with a little bit of Indian spices, you know. Um, because I can't eat bland food. It just makes me sad. Like, I can heat it for a few days, 
but not like throughout, like if I just have to eliminate those spices because I feel they have metabolic value and also yeah. they're mood elevators. I have a funny, so one, uh, for, first off, yeah, there's no one size fits all for anyone yeah. for sure, right? What, the way I eat is different. The way my wife eats is different. Yeah. The way my kids eat. Yeah. Generally, it's the same, but we have a little bit nuances because we have different needs. We have different ethnicities, different genetic uh, genetics, et cetera. Yeah. But uh, what you just said there remind me, I was, I was recently a guest host on, uh, on uh, Shubnam's uh, podcast and it, and it came up so and actually I just did it I made it for dinner tonight uh, so I make uh, this homemade you know very healthy uh, spaghetti uh, so you know of course I put all the Italian sort of seasonings and spices in there but before I even do that I still put in uh, my t- uh, turmeric and curcumin and stuff like that so I still put in all the Indian spices even though you can't taste them uh, after you've added the tomato sauce and all that but again exactly like you said I feel like there's some benefit uh, from uh, from having yeah. those compounds uh, in the food so I, I hide that stuff in everything anyway <laughs> so. yeah like I have okay I have chai every day but my chai is more about the ginger and the cloves and the because just mentally being in Canada and I've seen like I okay, I don't want to brag but I don't get cold okay I don't fall like common cold I don't get common cold touch wood it's because I have this, these herbs every day <laughs> and somehow I feel that helps me. And I'm not saying this is the only remedy. I have good hand hygiene and I have all these other things and overall a good immune system. Uh, and of course, uh, but I can, I can see the difference when I don't eat those spices, like just in my mood, I'm cranky. I don't want you to talk to me then, <laughs> you know, and then. <laughs> well, some of those are going to be good for immune system. So it doesn't surprise me that you don't, uh, get colds or less uh, frequently. So I haven't, since I cleaned up my diet and, and of course I supplement as well, uh, I haven't been sick in like six years. Yeah. So Yeah. Awesome. So if you want to hear such conversations, please come to Health 4.0 Summit. And uh, Deepak, would you like to give uh, co- your coordinates to our listeners? So, sorry, my, my which? Your coordinates. Do you want to say something to our listeners as a parting note? Oh, yeah. You know, I just, uh, you know, again, first of all, happy gratitudes for having me on the show here. Uh, you know, if I just leave with one nugget for anyone is just, you know, really, you know, be advocate for yourself, take charge of your health. There's more out there than what you know. There's people doing, you know, fantastic work, research work, uh, you know, application work uh, in all different facets of health, uh, you know, like the, the, all those things I just uh uh, mentioned. Uh, there's more than just your your GP or what you hear on the radio or what you see in the media type of thing. So just, you know, be be an advocate for your, for yourself or, or for your loved ones. Uh, I guess that'd be the, the one nugget I'd leave for uh, for anyone. And I'm always open for questions, uh, you know, if anyone wants to reach out to me via social or whatever and just wants to say hi or ask a quick question or what have you. I'm always, I love talking to people. So Awesome. So thank you, Deepak. I'll see you soon at the summit. Thank you. Sounds great.